All right, so, so often we talk of the historicity, the historical truthfulness of the Bible, and we are often questioned as Christians, how can you prove it? Well, the other night we were reading, if you will recall, in Acts, and Paul talks of the Jews being expelled from Rome by Claudius because of the issues the Jews were creating. Acts 18.1, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. A certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy, Rome is in Italy, with his wife Priscilla. Paul found this certain Jew and came unto them. They were both tent makers. So let's look at all the actors and this little bit that we have from that. We know Paul was alive in A.D. 49 to 54. We know it. He has not been beheaded by Nero. Claudius is on the throne, not Nero. Okay. The two authors and historians Suetonius and Josephus both mention the Jews being sent out of Rome by Claudius. Claudius was emperor from 41 to 54. So we can narrow that down. We have Claudius on the throne. We have the time frame. We have that Paul was alive. And we have the place. The only thing that the two historians disagree on is the date. And one of them says 51 and one of them says 53. But that's the only reason I, I, I said uh, 49 to 54. It's actually 49 to 50. Well, 49 to 54. Okay. Now, we also know that Pliny the Elder speaks of Gallio, the consul of Corinth. Now, this is very important, and why? Gallio was the consul Rome had sent to Corinth, and Gallio is the consul that the, 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 the Jews from the synagogue pulled Paul in front of in Corinth. Acts 18.12 And when Gallio was the deputy of Achaia, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat. There you go. Pliny the Elder, Suetonius, Josephus, and the Bible all say it happened. How much more do we need for historical fact? That's four witnesses. We also know that Paul, from his travels, was in Corinth from AD 51 to AD 52, which is exactly when this was all supposed to have happened. How much more proof do you need? So if we can prove that this one instance is historically accurate, then how many others can we prove? And I put air quotes up for those of you who are listening on the podcast. For me, and this is just me, the Bible says it, so I believe it. That's just the way it is. What I am trying to do here, though, is give you some information that you can set people on if they ask, how we know, if they ask, how can you prove, right there is one instance. And if we can prove one instance in the Bible is accurate, the whole thing becomes accurate. That's just the way it is. Just like they always say, well, if it's wrong in one place, it's wrong in all of them. Well, if it's right in one place, then it's right in all of them, correct? Is that not the way this works? 
All right, so let's move to our next point. The Bible says Herod the Great was on the throne in the years of Jesus' birth and his toddler years. We know that Herod was on the throne when Jesus was born. We know this. Absolutely know that Herod was on the throne. We know he was there for a few years after Jesus' birth. What does history say? History says Herod the Great, his reign was 37 B.C. to Anno Domini after the death, year number four. The great census, where all the Jews were told to go to their home to be counted, the great census to be taxed, the great census was declared, which caused Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem. And we know that Herod the Great was alive because he's the one who made that law that sent them to their home of Bethlehem. Then we know that the wise men following the stars show up to the Savior's side when he is a young child, no longer a babe. Herod, seeing that the wise men did not return, ordered the death of all the male children two years of age and under. We all know that part. Then Herod died in Anodomy after the death for, from a very painful disease, a fitting end for a paranoid, ruthless Man, Herod the Great was a paranoid, ruthless man. He killed some of his own children so they couldn't take his throne. He left a wife and a child and put them aside while he was on the throne for another woman. Herod the Great was not a good man. And history tells us he was alive. History tells us he was there. Josephus and Suetonius both write of Christ. They both write of Herod the Great. How much more proof do we need? That's more proof than we actually have of Socrates or some of the others in, in history. So if we have a documented time of Herod, a documented time of Pilate, both mentioned in the Bible, then surely people must agree to the historicity of Christ, right? Surely they must. Well, they don't. However, National Geographic magazine. Everybody knows National Geographic magazine, right? Mm -hmm. For a National Geographic magazine to print something, they have to be certain it's true. So, let's read this article from December 16, 2021, wrote by Antonio Pinheiro. That Jesus of Nazareth was born and lived in the early Roman Empire is a matter of historical fact. National Geographic published this article. It says, and I quote, that Jesus of Nazareth was born and lived in the early Roman Empire is a matter of historical fact. The, in, in the early Christian period, Jewish, Jewish texts that sought to discredit Jesus we're not seeking to deny his existence. Other sources that testify to his existence are the Jewish writer and historian Josephus, who was writing in the late first century. Josephus was writing in the first century, the same 100 years that Jesus walked the earth is when Josephus recorded. Back to the thing. And some decades later, the Roman historian Tacitus, the Christians, Tacitus wrote, worship Christus, who suffered, who suffered the death penalty 
during the reign of Emperor Tiberius at the hands of one of our procurators, Pontius Pilate. How much more proof do we need? Jesus of Nazareth was born, lived in the early Roman Empire, matter of historical fact. It's National Geographic. In the early Christian period, Jewish texts that sought to discredit Jesus were not denying his existence. They were discrediting his teachings, that he said this, that he didn't say that. Other sources, and this is by National Geographic, other sources that testify to his existence are the Jewish writer and historian Josephus, and I use him a lot, who was writing in the late first century, the same century Christ was born, lived, and died, Josephus wrote it, some decades, not eons, not millenniums, not centuries, but some decades later, the Roman historian Tacitus also spoke of Jesus. Historical fact. So National Geographic printed that story that Jesus is a historical fact. We have dates. We have times that have been absolutely confirmed. In fact, I did the one about the Pool of Siloam, or the, the, I'm sorry, the Porch of Solomon in the Temple, and guess what they just unearthed 50, 60 years ago? The Porch of Solomon in the Temple, exactly as John described it 2,000 years ago. So when people say we have no concrete evidence of Jesus, it means they either don't want to research it themselves, or they don't want to believe it. I'm going to tend towards the latter. One or the other. It cannot be anything other than they don't want to research it or they don't want to believe. That's the only two options there are. And in my estimation, this is my estimation, we have the Word of God that gives us times, gives us states, situations, and circumstances that while we can verify, does not need verification for the true Christian. The true child of God. The true child of God does not need verification. I'm doing this so you guys can go out and say, hey, if somebody asks, this is our proof. Tacitus spoke of him. Josephus spoke of him. Suetonius spoke of him. But they didn't just speak of Jesus. They spoke of Herod. They spoke of Gallio. They spoke of uh, the Roman emperor at the time, Claudius. All of this they spoke of. And I'm going to go with Romans 3, 4, just the first part. Romans 3, 4. God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Now, I know this is not the full verse, and I also know that I am taking this verse out of context, but I am not using this verse for the use of the verse. I am using this verse because I'm going with Paul's statement here saying, I believe in the book, let God be true, and every man a liar if they disagree with it. That's my personal statement. That's what I'm saying. So I'm going with Paul's statement, let God be true, and every man a liar. What does Jesus say in Revelations 22, 13? I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. God was there at the beginning. In fact, my Bible says, in the beginning, God. Without him, there is 
nothing. And he will be there at the end. For with him, there is no ending. Time exists only around God. We ought to obey God rather than man. All of these things lead up to one, one important conclusion. Who do you believe? Who do you trust? A secular world that wants to deny the very existence of our Creator and come up with ways that fantastical ways for things that to have happened, or the Word of God, the very Bible that has been here since the beginning, a book of wisdom, a book of history, a book of finance plans, planning, a book of moral values, a book of examples, a book of a, sav a Savior's love. Or do you want to believe the secular world that all they care about is your destruction? The world or the Bible? God or man? It really boils down to that point. Who are you going to align yourself with? Which are you going to believe? We have so much proof pointing to the historicity of the Bible, but they choose to deny it because they don't want to believe. For if they believe, then they have to make a choice. They don't realize that choosing not to believe is a choice. So you have some ammunition to take out. And for those of you who don't know, the question, who are you going to align yourself with? Who are you going to believe? That is the focal point of your life right now. And I suggest you think it through.